Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, joined by my co-hosts today, Justin. Hello. And David. How do you do? I'm doing well. Good. How are y'all? <laughs> doing pretty well, actually. I, uh, I can't complain. We're going to talk about something today. Uh, we're going to ramble, and this is frightening. See how, how how horribly discombobulated we are all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Ranting's what we do. <laughs> we're going to talk about. We've been working on this little game in our in in my basement and online and running around, and we're going to talk about it just a little bit. Um, it's called what is it called? Hobo's Guide to Time and Space. <laughs> and uh i guess the big question is what are we trying to do ah make a game <laughs> and there's something to do with hobo oh it's there's time travel it, it definitely you could you could kind of li- hear the title and kind of assume i feel some of the influences of what we're into what we're trying to emulate is yeah, that... <laughs> I, uh, I I don't think uh, it's, I mean, definitely got your Hitchhiker's Guide, Douglas Adams, you know, British sci-fi, Doctor Who, Red Dwarf, all those, uh, all those sorts of things in there as the kind of shell of it, the, the candy coating, if you will. And, and my problem when I when I first approached this is is I started doing like like other systems that exist for it. I said oh, I'm going to make this as an adventure for this system. I think I went from uh, the Year Zero engine to Mothership to um, Cairn or something like that. And I kept on switching around. I was like, no, none of these work. None of these work. And I was having frustrations with <laughs> that way. <laughs> Until we started making a system that made even less sense. <laughs> it was more convoluted and more absurd. Let's make it worse. Yeah, so, yeah, there are certain things I wanted to do and focus on and change focus of when I was doing this. And and one of the things is I, I didn't want physical combat to be the focus of this game. I didn't want it to be a fighting game. <laughs> I didn't want to make that impossible. Hence, Hence the tagline. Who came up with the tagline? I think that was me, actually. What does the tagline we put on the on the on the on the website say? Our game, specifically by design, is about finding a non-violent solution. It may get violent. <laughs> so we were, yeah, we wanted to drift away from the fighting, but it wasn't like we were totally like, oh no, that can't happen in the game. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know it will. And you know, honestly, I, I'm of of everything. Like, there's still some kinks to work out. There's still some things that uh, are oh. we're still working on for sure. But I am just, I am really proud of just the kernel of the system. <laughs> I think it's got a real, it's a weird word, but a real elegance to it uh, in terms of game design. Just it's it's not like it's different all that much from other things that you might have seen, but just. I, I think it's it's good. It's it's simple, intuitive, covers everything, and is really surprisingly robust. So well, I'm I'm proud of it. I wanted something because I'm not going to lie. I like a little bit of crunch in my game, so I wanted something that could be built on 
and we could like modularly expand it. Like the first mm-hmm. thing, like we had talked about, we're gonna we're working on simultaneously like another book, another uh, companion book or whatever with it. We called uh, fully automated luxury space communism. and and essentially the the fully automated luxury space communism i think we've decided is going to be just a book about class war conflict throughout time and space and bolting on class like social class uh Mm -hmm. what's the word i'm looking for uh proletariat versus bourgeoisie (laughs) into the game mechanic The bougie <laughs> and uh, you know, on a on a meta level, that sort of makes sense because I, I love me some Doctor Who, but they don't really all that often. The Doctor doesn't get super into class conflict. Yeah, you know? there, there are there are a few. There are definitely a few episodes where class conflict and even capitalism has been called out as the baddie. Sure, it has sure. occurred a few times. But I think that when we explored the idea of a time travel game, we were talking about well. We like time travel shows, but if we're writing stuff about time travel, we're going to write about things that we know about. Uh, That's where Justin came in. (laughs) (laughs) Justin, what's your interest in time travel? I was actually, I put this up on the blog. The nice thing about my heritage of gameplay is I'm not a a D&D person. I'm a Battletech person. And the way Battletech is presented is this universe and its history if you want to play the game, you pull out from that universe history. And so it's great for this game because it's like it's time travel. So you just pull from actual history. And with that, you can literally pull up whatever you want. And, you know, you can focus on, you know, working class history on things that are, you know, relevant about especially conflict revolution, resolution and even revolution. All over the world, you can go international with it if you want to. That's the, like the best part. It's literally like all of human history just became our our playground for our game, basically. Yeah, and I'm really a history. Uh, I, I'm not a history buff to the extent that you are. Justin knows history. He's got the degrees and all that, and is really into it. Is like we're all we all have niche uh, geek interests. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he reads a bunch of history books, and I. You know, I've got this is all nerds social, here. Yeah, there's... yeah. <laughs> I've got like a social theory library, like nobody's business. <laughs> so it is what it is. Uh, it was like, what, was, what did DJ say the other day about being smart? Someone asked me, "You're smart." I said, "Am I smart?" Uh, well, uh, have you read Dune? <laughs> like, are we smart enough to have read Dune? <laughs> I'm currently in command of a large volume of useless information. That's where I, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's where I'm at. So yeah, I'm like we're into that stuff. Why not bring it out? And I think that the biggest part about bringing it out is there's a, from my perspective, there's a lot of points in history that we don't talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, things that are glossed over, things that probably should be talked about more, things that our education system oddly turns its you know back to and doesn't want to discuss. And uh, me being me, that's the kind of thing I want to talk about. <laughs> yeah, so, if somebody tells you don't worry about it, that's probably the thing you should be worried about. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the, the old saying, if your boss says you don't need a union, you need a union. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday. <laughs> so, like, yeah, there's things that I think that maybe we should look at in history and discuss that should be brought out and, like, 
that's one of the things I liked about this is like the idea of putting a, together an appendix in for the time travel things. Now, I, I want to go back to the system itself, though, because mm -hmm. we'll definitely get more in depth on some of the history stuff as we go forward, especially uh, as we nail out some of these adventures. Justin's been putting together some interesting adventures that will be fun to discuss. <laughs> but what is the system supposed to do? Like, like, like. I had an idea for the system originally, but I think, I don't know if it's changed or whatnot. I want to know if you two can articulate what it is we're trying to do with the system overall. Um, so in general, the game, like on a purely structural form, you, you create your character who is a, a time hobo. They are able to traverse the time labyrinth, which is a massive structure that links to all of space and time and it kind of flips the traditional uh trope i guess of fantasy role-playing games where you travel to get to a dungeon the dungeon is the traveling in this it's how you get to different places in time and space uh, you go into the time labyrinth and then if you're lucky you get somewhere close to where you were hoping to end up but it's a fucking labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. the idea was that the labyrinth is supposed to be pretty random. Uh, being mm -hmm. them hobos going from place to place, having to catch a ride, kind of. Sure. So, and, and on the GM side, I'm sitting here like, well, the easiest way to handle them having time time travel is they can't control it. <laughs> <laughs> it's that simple. <laughs> well, and I think it's lovely because it, you know, one of the big issues of time travel in in gaming specifically, but really in any media, is that it just breaks open everything. <laughs> yes. Like if you can if you can travel through time, you win. <laughs> like, period. So you know, the best part about it, at least from the like, you know, understanding the the story of, of history and also the science fiction part of it, is science fiction is about writing for messages, creating a, a situation where we are apart from something and get to see it fresh. You can do that both in history and if let's say you don't find something you want, you can just write it. Yeah. That's the best part about it. Like, <laughs> well, okay, well, we're gonna have squirrels in the moon, and that's what's gonna be we're going to talk about class solidarity with that, you know. <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely be going to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Moon's haunted. Oh no. I think one some of the things mechanic like weird things we've done with it is uh what what have we done? A lot of times they say just don't change the name of a stat just for the sake of changing a name for a stat for starters. Right. And we started looking at our stats, asking what we wanted. And so I made intentional changes. I don't know what people will think of those. And some of them are weird. <laughs> <laughs> like one of the first things is all of the physical stats, the strength and constitution are combined as heft to try to eliminate how many options we have for physical combat and stuff like this isn't a physical leaning game right. um one of the other things that we did is well i think we're going to change finesse to poise right we've talked about that yeah and what's finesse uh it's or sort poise. of <laughs> well you know it it's a combination of i guess what would traditionally be seen as dexterity um but also kind of charisma yeah uh, so, it's yes uh, <laughs> it, it's it just uh how capable you are of i guess 
doing something finely detailed and also maybe not losing your composure under pressure. That sounds about right. Yeah, your, your composure under pressure. So being able to put together those tight little clockwork things and being able to maneuver a crowded room are kind of in the same same thing here mm-hmm. in, the, in an odd way. It is your ability to handle that pressured uh, instance. I think that's that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Uh, the other one is time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we, we said, oh, why don't we make time one of the integral things? Um. I think in my mind, watching a lot of these shows is they do really outlandish things with time and space. And this gives us an opportunity to start questioning um, what's happening and start breaking the game and start introducing things like paradoxes and everything else. So we give people a time attribute. What's the time attribute for? <laughs> I mean, time uh, attributes for when you when you break reality and <laughs> like it gives the game master a way to be like, oh hell no. <laughs> well, you watch you watch Doctor Who and shows like that, and you see weird things happening. So, what is your resilience to this? The doctor might be more resilient than a human being. Are you going to suddenly age? So, we create all these charts for strange things. We create all these bizarre things that can happen. If you begin to lose time from your time attributes, your resistance against things like time travel and things that can harm you, and also kind of your uh, familiarity with various regions of time and space as well. So it's kind of a large encompassing thing in my mind when I create mm-hmm. the time. There. <laughs> and I think initially at one point we had talked about the time attribute might also determine your character's placement in time so to speak so a, like someone... a given society i think is the way we went wasn't it maybe yeah like like, yeah. like like technological advancement perhaps sure would be a way to say that um so like someone with a particularly low time score might be from you know the paleolithic um, which could be interesting or the united states 2022 also that yeah yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so cool. And with time, things happen like like it's, it's it will probably be easy to. So instead of hit points, you just have your attributes. There isn't really a combat. It's supposed to be, a, I guess, a conflict management type thing. Mm-hmm. You have conflicts of various sorts and they can be of many sorts. Uh, I'm trying to outthink you or out uh, build you or whatever it is. And uh, what happens is if you take damage to one of your attributes, uh, like your time attribute, and it goes to like a zero, you have to start making checks and things start getting weird. You get either quantum quirks, which is something strange happens to the individual because of the time uh, getting timey-wimey, or you get a uh, a complete uh, paradox. Yeah. And the paradoxes, you know, we've been working on weird paradoxes. It's kind of very Douglas Adamsy, silly, uh, Spider Robinson. I've been reading through some Illuminatus trilogy lately stuff lately. It's nice. very much along the lines of that. <laughs> I, said, I think uh, as an example, one of the things that I added in recently was uh, there's red shifting and blue shifting. Mm-hmm. So if you red shift, you end up uh, you're twice or you're uh Half as large, you're, you take up, you have half your mass, basically. Your mass is halved, but you move at twice the speed you used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're blue shifted, then you have double the mass and you move half your speed. And you just give off a slight blue or red glow, depending <laughs> on which happened to you. 
Yeah, and the the list of quantum quirks and the, there are some of these things are posted on the website now. If you go to the go check it out, it's it, just Hobo's Guide to Time and Space, all the way spelled out. dot com. <laughs> 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 but uh, like, so we've been, we're we're gonna, we're gonna have much more. Uh, what's the word? Uh, paradoxes and quantum quirks and things come out. We have a point system. You take damage in time, and after uh, after if you do things like we have the laws as well, the laws of time that if they're broken i'm wanting to we made like three laws two or three laws i feel that i would love to hear some feedback on what those laws are and if anybody thought there was other things that we needed to address with time travel because a lot of it having the laws of time travel is having the laws for the gm to be like oh you did that now i can throw a paradox in as a hail mary because <laughs> you screwed up time and i don't know what else to do and roll on this chart and time paradoxes begin <laughs> That's why that exists. <laughs> Am I wrong? No. No, that's that's totally that's, why we do it. <laughs> yeah. That is the uh I mean, and it, it makes sense, right? Like the universe is trying to balance itself. It recognizes a paradox, and in order to prevent that paradox from ripping apart the universe, it uh counteracts it in some way. And then you have to go off and fix the mistake that you made, which gives your, you know, time master time to uh, figure out what the heck they're going to do with you idiots <laughs> later. <laughs> well, I can make other chaos rain, and I've got a few minutes to plan what I'm going to do with y'all now that you screwed up time and space. <laughs> we did a time travel adventure here the other day, and uh, Light ran it, and... Uh, and we were we had to go back to save baby Jesus. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we robbed the wise men. <laughs> <laughs> I think we robbed the wise men, the three wise men. Well, hey, it was that was fun. <laughs> you, uh, you you came out of it with gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Yes, I decided I wanted the frankincense and the myrrh as well. <laughs> yeah, a little greedy. <laughs> I mean. That stuff's kind of expensive. Essential oils are are, are are like gold half the time. You see those things on sale at the health food store. I don't <laughs> even know what myrrh is. Isn't it an incense? I'm sure it's some sort of oil or incense or something. I, I'm sure I've read that somewhere, but no idea what it would smell like or like what it is. I know what frankincense smells like because yeah. I got a little bottle of frankincense uh, essential oil stuff. It smells nice. <laughs> I like that one. So, anyways, yeah. what were we talking about today? Christmas, apparently. <laughs> we're robbing the three wise men. The Hobo's Guide to Time and Space. <laughs> so, I, I guess what I wanted to talk about is, uh, today, the biggest thing was what is the system? What are we trying to do with the system? And I'd be curious to, like, if anybody had feedback or thoughts about that too i'd be interested in here we've got the hobo's guide to time and space.com blog set up i would if you want to go on there and leave little uh comments or whatnot that would be really cool <laughs> i'd be excited to get some comments and responses there and interaction talking about what it is we have posted there and what we're thinking of doing as we're putting this together i think the point we're at now is we're asking ourselves of the different things that we have and google drives and then on my hard drive i've got even more writing <laughs> <that> we've done <laughs> so everything made to the google drive 
but like which of these things is going to go into the like released i guess initial i'm, I'm gonna call whatever we put out first into the world of play test because it's a very right. uh, like we've had very little testing it's only been like the people who have been making it testing it so it would definitely need other folks to test it out to say hey does this work uh, we're one... definitely an alpha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it sounds like our first release might be the beta. Um... Oh no, we're gonna be releasing the alpha. See how that goes. Mm -hmm. uh, it gives us an excuse to change things. How many letters of the alphabet can we go through? All of them. We can how get to double Z if we need to. <laughs> double Z. <laughs> Which language? <laughs> so uh I'm curious, each of you, like, Justin, could you describe what you see the system as that we're trying to create? <laughs> so, okay, back to the, I'm Battletech guy. Mm -hmm. And you remember when we play Battletech, it's a combat game, and it's a lot of the dice rolling, but it's smooth. And yeah. you, just, you just keep hitting the checks, you keep going, and it moves smoothly once, once you get the hang of it. Now, first you know, few times, everyone's still figuring everything out. But it's just boom, boom, boom. So the game becomes where you're doing, you're thinking more about doing the game than you are about the rolling. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think this is doing really well. Because when we did play that one short we did, we moved through it relatively quickly. And once we kind of got that tempo down, when we did have to do checks and stuff, it was really easy because it was just boom, 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 boom down the line. That's one of the things I like about how we're heading because we're getting to the point where we're more focusing on the actual what we're doing, not the die rolls that affect what we're doing. One of the things that I liked about playtesting this too is that I, it was one, it is so far, I handed folks the little printout we made for the player's guide and said, go to it. They had characters made fast, uh, real fast. Mm -hmm. And I liked that it's quick to start up on. I don't know about running this, is that we're calling it the time master. If you're the time master and you're running this, it's probably going to be a little more complicated to get yourself around than if you're just the player. But that's my intent is for this to be accessible for new players and people who don't play a lot. They can make a character quick and jump in. And I'm expecting whoever's running it to probably be putting in a little more than they are. <laughs> so one of our playtesters um, was a girl named Gina, and she hates science fiction. Uh, she she really doesn't like the whole character building part of games because she finds it obnoxious. And she had a character built in like 10 minutes and she was ready to go. She seemed to have a lot of fun. She seemed to like it. And, and, and it is science fiction, but it's also we're leaning. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, like part of my shtick is like, I'm into the, like, I, I like that humory kind of mm -hmm. whatever it is that happens. I kind of get into that. And I feel that that's something I'm kind of, trying to push into this now it doesn't necessarily have to be taken that way for every module even if you mm -hmm. watch a doctor who episode it's not like every single one is silly sometimes they fight the scaries you know <laughs> and it's probably it, it never seemed silly to me growing up it seemed very serious uh I, and i had a hard time laughing at it when people would laugh at it i'm like no doctor who is cool you cannot laugh it's not funny it is serious <laughs> i took it very seriously growing up <laughs> And uh, we all know how that that show is perceived now. The old classic Doctor Who I grew up with. <laughs> very serious. It's Considered very serious. Very serious. It's yes. very serious. <laughs> but I thought it was very serious. So I, I'd like you to be able to take this thing different places and see what people like. You know what I'm saying? Could do for it. 
Mm-hmm. I can't make up every time and space. So there's like all kinds of like, hey, you into history, you into you know time. Show us different time periods, things you know about them. Teach us about stuff while you're playing the game. That's yeah, cool. I mean, there's there's an opportunity there for people to pick it up and like. I don't know. I could see somebody teaching a uh, junior high history class using this game as a way to like once a month or something run a session for the kids to take them to a specific place in time mm-hmm. like, i don't I, you could definitely there are lots of things that could be done with it yeah well the best thing about what we're we're trying to do is, is by making it so open and modular like my history background talking about something like the the Novosiktyk, um Russian strikes would be something I'm comfortable with. Talking about the 1920s and 30s anarchists in Japan, not my thing. I have like no background. So, you know, if someone has that background, they can make a game about that if that's what they're interested in. Yeah. It would be it would be cool to see different people making up different taking up different because there's a lot of points in history that people just don't pay attention to. That's one of the things I'm most excited about with the game. Uh, But I also really get into some of the the quirkier things. So the idea originally that I had when this was first starting up was, uh, hey, I want I want to make a a game instead of a dungeon crawl. It's a TARDIS crawl. And it just started evolving from there. I was like, I want to make the doctor who wrote. And we just kept on throwing other ideas out uh, and tail was like, hey, let's make let's turn this into a game. And that's when we started going from from different, I guess, system to system until we kind of came to where we're at now. So hopefully we can this system works halfway decent when other people try it. (laughs) I mean, that's the real test. Like it I think it's it's workable, but I understand what it's going for. Because I was there when it was made, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, and I'm not sure if you get away from, like, like we have a very distinctive, like, what's the word I'm looking for? We, we've known, so let's put it out there. The three of us have probably known each other at least 20 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so, like, we've sat around a lot of cup of coffees in the middle of the night talking about a lot of stuff. <laughs> we have a pretty good shared understanding of when we get together, what we're talking about, what we're into. We have very similar interests. We are a sort of a milieu. (laughs) 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 If you would. So if we put this absurdity that just came (laughs) out there into the world, uh, how much of it was just too much of our inside joke, and what, what does everybody else get? I don't know. That that's kind of where I'm. I my apprehensions lay with it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty accessible in the in the whole. You know, I uh, I think that people will be able to pick it up and kind of understand the idea behind it, and that's the point of playtesting, right? If yeah. there are things that don't work then people can give us feedback and hopefully we can tinker with it to make it more uh, accessible, more fun. Yeah. I, 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 one thing I'm not going to lie, I'm going to try. I'd like to maybe not in the first or first initial printing, but maybe there I'd like to put some of the alternate ideas for rules in there and be like, you could play it this mm-hmm. way, this way, or this way and hear back from folks what they think. I think I'm going to try to throw a few of those variations out there, but I love other people's variations as well. I would really love to see somebody be like, hey, this is the variation that I think works. 
You know what I'm saying? And yeah. like see other people yeah, I mean, creating their own variations of it. I guess we'd have to find some kind of license thing open. Uh, probably want to look at like a like a Creative Commons license or something like that to throw onto this thing soon. But I would love to see people like, hey, this I think this works and be like, yeah, I made this variation of it. Yeah, that's cool. I'd love yeah. to see that. <laughs> that's super punk rock. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see me like, oh, I would be that would be a huge honor if someone actually did that and made a like a a variation of it and said this is i think it works well this way like, if people yeah. are sitting down and making <laughs> house rules for our game that's great because that that means we've actually gotten to the point where people are playing our game <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. who put this out there was, oh nobody played my game <laughs> <laughs> someone's actually read what we wrote oh yeah, yeah put it together so as we keep on going so yeah i guess uh the question was as we came into here what is this system supposed to be if you could sum up the system itself and the different things you might be because like i said we want it to be more modular that's like why one of the and i'm focusing on the class stuff but that's actually not the main system that's kind of like the first modular point we're putting into it to show that hey this is modular you can add stuff to it take it away you can make it crunchier or less crunchier <laughs> so what would you say is the main point of the system to wrap this up um I'll, so i think for me what's most exciting about it and what i think is the most identifiable most different thing about this compared to other systems is it's baked in that uh, like because with a lot of games uh, and I'm going to go to something like D&D, you know, because uh, yeah. everyone is at least passing familiar with that. If they're listening to this podcast, <laughs> um, you you pretty much have your choice of I can get through this perilous situation or this challenge by fighting. And that's probably going to take a long time and be pretty complicated. And there's going to be a whole lot of game that goes into the game. Or I can roll a D20 once and see if I pass a persuasion check and then we just get to do what we wanted to do. And that's a terrible choice in <laughs> game design. Like that, that's that's a bad game. <laughs> I love D&D, but that's a bad game. Like there's no social system. Yeah. So it was important to me. And I think, I don't know if we nailed it, but I think we at least got in the vicinity of being able to continue to play the game and do things that are engaging with the game of it other than just i swing my sword to try to kill him yeah so and i i think that's that's exciting that's interesting see that's what i like it's a universal tool um being a universal tool because that's the thing is wherever the game master time master which we're calling him is going to go in history you have literally infinite choices to do everything so you need a really, really universal tool to do that because you're not going to land in a situation where you're always finding. You're not going to land in a situation where you're always doing X. You know, if you're picking from random points of time, there's just anything can happen and you need to be able to cope with that somehow as game design. And by making it a very universal, very kind of, and, and, and stripping it down to its essence means that it's fast and it's adaptive. And that means you're not playing the game of rolly, rolly dice, make big numbers. Then that's it. You're actually focusing on the story, which is really the kind of the point of a role-playing game. Mm -hmm. I mean, fundamentally, we're here for a story. We're not here for rattle, rattle, throw as much as we love our dice. 
And I think that one of the things about this is it is a little more like role play where you're playing a role the way I've tried to gear it because I tend to play like that a lot. Uh, I can easily go weeks without rolling dice to fight. And I was kind of, hey, what makes a person quirky and interesting type approach? Mm-hmm. So, And there will be stuff in this that you recognize from other games because it has looked at a bunch of games and, mm. and we'll have to figure out some kind of way to be like, Hey, this attribute certain things to where it comes from. So we absolutely mugged a lot of games and stole their, <laughs> 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 we stole their thing. Yeah, this is, this is just three other games not, in a trench coat. This is like three or four other games in a trench coat. Is what, like, take this from here, this from here, this from here. This and take this, stick them together. Yeah, I mean, like I said, even through the process, it started at the Year Zero engine. I made my way to uh, uh, a few other systems along the way, and I completely abandoned them by the end of it. (laughs) Kept the pieces we were building around it. Well, we're coming close to time. Um, Does anybody else have anything they want to say about this? This is really our first, like, public talking about anything that we've been messing around with here. Anybody want to have anything they want to add to this uh when in doubt get weird with it yeah it's definitely meant to be absurdist yeah i, I will put that there like a lot of this you can't if you want the grim dark serious game i i go go ahead and try to make that out of it but the way we're writing this is is probably a little more uh what's the word i'm looking for um money python than um you know event horizon yeah, I, I think yeah. a good analogy would be uh, this is Love, Death, Robots, not uh, Black Mirror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you enjoyed what you've heard here today, give us a positive review. Go and check out Hobo's Guide to TimeAndSpace.com if you want to check out the little blog where we're posting stuff about this. You can find me on uh, us on Facebook, uh, Wobblies, search Wobblies and Wizards. Would you, any of you want to give some information where to find you on the interwebs? People follow or whatnot. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram, Medium King David. I post random stuff from my life there mostly. But uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much my only real social media <laughs> presence right now. <laughs> oh, no. I'm just in the Wobblies and Wizards group too. So if you catch me, you can catch me there. You can find me on well, uh, Twitter and TikTok at Logar Hail Crom. And we're on Patreon. We could really use the support. Patreon.com backslash wobblies and wizards. And as always, keep those dice rolling. <laughs>